to another episode of Mastering Love and Life with Clifton Brantley. You know, <laughs> man, I, I really like, um, I like my intro music. I probably shouldn't let it play as, as long in the beginning when I do before I come on, but that's just because I like it. I, I think it's, it's live. I was actually looking for a new song, but I wasn't able to find anything that was as hard as this. So anyway, hey man, welcome to another episode. So I I have so much that I want to talk about, but um, if 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 I talked about everything that was on my mind, I would not know what to name this episode <laughs> because it would be all over the place. Good, It would be good information now. It would be good information, but it would really be all over the place. So what, what I decided to do, uh, I'll take some time to write my thoughts down, right, to kind of put them in some kind of order. But for this episode, I figured I would share what I shared uh, on my YouTube channel about um, marriage and marriage. Uh, well, the idea that ma- marriage is God's idea. Okay. But before I get into that, let me, let me give you the backstory of, so I'm currently in, I'm currently doing 30 things that I would tell someone about marriage. If it was the last time I talked to them, right? And it's, it's primarily email. I'm turning it into a blog so people can go back and listen to, I mean, not listen, but watch, not watch, read. Come on, sir. <laughs> read uh, the the previous um, insights that I've shared. But uh, yesterday I did a, a um, YouTube video on this, on, on marriage is God's idea. So uh, some of this will be, some of that same content, but I may go a little deeper into some things. So, but all of this comes out of my master class, my marriage master class, created for connection master class. I was sharing with my students last week, and when I was preparing for them, I was thinking, man, what if I was if 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 I knew today was my last day on earth? And I wanted to share the most important insight to married people to make sure that they can create a, a, a successful marriage. What would I say? And so I came up with a list of things and the list was it was 20 things. Those 20 things I shared with the class last week. And then when I asked for feedback, they was like, man, that was absolutely amazing. However, it was a lot, you know, there was like, I stopped taking notes because it was so like, it was so meaty and I was still, you go to the next point, I'm still digesting the previous point. And, and then somebody suggested, man, you know, because all of these were so deep and so packed, you should, you know, probably just do them one at a time. So as a matter of fact, you said you had more than 20, you just, you know, stopped at 20. You can add 10 more and just make it like, you know, a 30 day thing. And I was like, you know, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. And so that's what I, what I did. That's what I'm doing. 
And um, so the one I did for day three was marriage is God's idea. And so I'm just going to share my thoughts on that because I believe it is very necessary for you to understand that marriage is God's idea so that you can uh, not be hitting your, your head against a wall forever, right? You'll, you'll be banging your head against the wall like, how does this work? I can't figure this out. My spouse is crazy. Uh, my wife's new thing, uh, my wife told me the other day, <laughs> uh, my wife, and I can't remember what happened, to be honest, to make her say this, but my wife said marriage is ghetto. <laughs> and I was, that was hilarious to me. I was laughing. I was, she said, marriage is ghetto. And um, I can, I can see how someone would think that I I can, I can see that because when you don't know what you're doing or when you've learned life wrong and you've learned relationships wrong, you're going to live it wrong. And so then obviously you'll, you'll come up with all kinds of things about, you know, what marriage is, marriage is ghetto, Marriage is unnecessary. Marriage is um, marriage is foolishness. I, I remember when in my previous marriage, I flat out and I was in my right mind. I wasn't emotional. I was driving in my car and I was thinking. I was like, marriage is crazy. Like, who thought of this? This is this is this, this is crazy. And when I was saying that, I knew who you know. I knew marriage was God's idea. I was just thinking like, this is marriage is crazy. And the reason I thought it was crazy just to, I guess, complete the thought is because you have these two people from different backgrounds with different agendas. You know, they want different things. They need different things. And they expect the other person to love them completely. And honestly, at that time, I did not even, I wasn't even aware of how much of my childhood stuff was unresolved. So um, I can just imagine what she was get, what she was getting from me on the other end. But yeah, I, I thought like marriage was crazy. Um, I have a better understanding now, you know, and my better understanding is that marriage is God's idea. And when you do marriage, the way God designed it to be done, he has a 100% success rate. There are no divorces when you do marriage God's way. And, and I can push it even further. There, there are absolutely no divorces. I guess no divorces and absolutely no divorces don't change the <laughs> what I'm saying. But anyway, for sure, there are no divorces when you choose a mate using God's wisdom and then you do marriage using God's principles. Yeah, you, now, be mindful. I am not saying that you won't be hurt in marriage. I'm not saying that marriage is going to be perfect. I'm not saying that, you know, it won't be difficult. But what I am saying, it won't be as difficult. It won't be, it won't be such a struggle. It'll just be, it'll, honestly, it'll be mostly you getting over your stuff. It will be far less about the other person. But anyway, so how did I come up with, why did, 
you know, marriage is God's idea. Why did that make my list? Because when I was thinking about that, uh, and then I was thinking about my clients, I realized that 100% of my clients, every single one of them, they are struggling in various areas of marriage because they do not fully grasp the idea. They don't fully understand. They don't fully lean into the fact that marriage is God's idea. Why do I say that? Because if you truly understood, like even I shared it yesterday on, on the YouTube, the folk that listen, they agreed, but I can almost guarantee you they have not embraced this idea that marriage is God's idea. Because when you do that, then there's so much more about marriage you understand. Number one, you understand when you understand that marriage is God's idea, you understand that when you hurt, you have a source to go to. Number two, you understand that um, all things work together for the good. You also understand that my biggest thing that I need to be doing is looking in the mirror, making sure that my humility and my pride, well, my pride is in check and my humility is reigning supreme, right? When you know, when you embrace, when you fully understand that marriage is God's idea, your stress goes down because the marriage isn't doing what you want it to do because you understand that if it's God's idea, like the iPad is Apple's idea. When you buy the iPad, if it malfunctions, Apple services the iPad. Y'all not in the same way. When your marriage malfunctions, God services marriage. But marriages that are designed to work the way he designed them to work. Those are the marriages that God services. Okay. So, um, so yeah, these clients are struggling and I can tell they, they have not embraced this because, um, they're, they're still walking in the area of pointing the finger at their partner. Everybody's pointing the finger at the partner. Right. And so I was like, man, if I only had one chance to teach, um, about the most important things, uh, on my list is marriage is God's idea. So then, if you are going to have a successful marriage, you need to embrace the idea that marriage is God's idea. What that means is he created it. Why does it matter if we understand who created it? Because the creator of something is the one who determines the purpose of it. Not only do they determine the purpose of it, but they also determine how it worked best because they created it, right? If you create something, something mechanical or something that it's supposed to work, you know how it's supposed to work best. You know what to do. You like you, you created it. Uh, so when you, me and my wife, we have a, we have a, a Samsung refrigerator. We bought our Samsung, you know, great refrigerator. We haven't had any problems with it. But if we were to have problems with it, we're not going to call Maytag. It's a Samsung product. That means Samsung knows best how to fix whatever issue I'm having, even though Maytag may produce refrigerators. 
And the Maytag refrigerator may be similar, may look similar, may have some of the same similar features as my Samsung. But wisdom says, go to the manufacturer instead of some random, right? And so understanding that marriage is God's idea, it means that he is the one who is best qualified to tell you what is, I mean, tell you what it is and how to be successful at it. Now, here's the thing. You don't have to believe it in order for it to be true. Right? You, you don't have to believe that marriage is God's idea in order for the reality of marriage being God's idea to be true. It's true whether you believe it or not. That's, that's what I'm trying to say if, in case I was confused. It's true. It's as true as the law of gravity, right? Gravity does not need you to believe in it for it to do what it does. If you decide to go against the law of gravity, you're going to pay the natural consequences for that. Whether you believe gravity is real or not. And in the same way, you will suffer the natural consequences of doing marriage your way instead of God's way, even if you don't believe there is a such thing as a God. Even if you don't believe I know what I'm talking about, keep doing marriage your way. You will continue to suffer. Mm-hmm. See, what I found out, um, I, I found that even married people who do not believe in God, they can have a successful marriage. People who don't believe in God can have a successful marriage, but only if they do marriage the way God intended it to be done, right? So, so like, I can hate Apple, but if I got an iPad, it's still going to work best the way Apple said it works. But I don't care nothing about Apple. I got Apple's product. Marriage is God's product. Product. I'm not going to God to, okay, you're going to suffer. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about this. What is, what is, what is a successful marriage? Cause I say, you know, uh, if you want to have a successful marriage, then you need to understand that marriage is God's idea. So let's define successful marriage. First of all, longevity in and of itself does not mean success. Okay. You can be married for 30 years and never have a successful marriage. The word success comes, I mean, the word success means desired outcome. Right? Desired when something is successful, that means it has the desired outcome. But here's the thing. You may think that you have the right to determine the desired outcome because it is your marriage. However, the truth is you can only determine if something is successful if it is your idea. If it's your creation. If you create something, then you have a desired outcome. You can say, yeah, that's successful. But if you didn't, then you can't. For example, like I can determine I have successfully cleaned my car when it meets my desired outcome because my cleaning is only subject to me. Or if I'm, if I'm in my wood shop and I'm making, let's say I'm making some furniture. I can determine that the furniture that I'm creating is successful if it matches my desired outcome. 
Why? Because I am the creator of it. But I cannot, something I cannot determine is what what it takes to successfully graduate from college because someone else has already determined that for me. Right. I, I like when I got my when I got my master's degree, it was because someone had already determined what I needed to do to successfully complete the program. You feel me? Like some of the classes I took, I wouldn't I wouldn't have taken those. I, there are some classes I took in college I did not want to take, but I had to take if I wanted what they had. See, the requirement to be successful in that arena had already been determined. I could not determine it, even though it was my degree, I was getting it from them. In the same way, I can decide to get married, but I do not get to decide what a successful marriage is because I didn't create it. Now, now what I can do, I can come up with my own definition and I can say, my marriage is successful if me and my wife don't fight. Okay. So, so then you need to make sure you frame it that way. My marriage is successful to me, but it's not a successful marriage, right? You think it's subjective. I understand, but it's not. It's, it's not subjective. It is very objective, right? So, uh, that was, so that was me talking about success. The desired outcome. Now, defining marriage, we're talking about successful marriage, that's success. To talk talking about marriage, uh here's what here's here's definition I came up with marriage. Uh that I've been I tried to come up with something that was as succinct and all inclusive as possible at the same time. So here it is. Marriage is a sacred relationship between a man and a woman who are emotionally, spiritually and sexually connected. Marriage is a sacred relationship between a man and a woman who are emotionally, spiritually, and sexually connected. The word sacred means devoted exclusively to one service or use. Okay? Like marriage is exclusive. Marriage is unlike any other relationship we humans engage in. Seriously. Like think about it. So like marriage is a covenant relationship, which means... The only way to get out of it is through death. Marriage is a covenant. Marriage is the only relationship that we, we, we choose to get in. We get into marriage by human choice. But once you free will choose to get in it, you can't get out of it unless you die. That's the only marriage like that. God made it that way. Another thing about marriage, uh, it's the only relationship that automatically and immediately, as soon as you get into it, it supersedes the family of your origin. I mean, your your family of origin relationships, like your mom, your dad, brother, sister, cousins, grandma. Uh, when you get married, marriage is the only relationship that immediately and automatically supersedes every other relationship. Marriage is the first relationship God uh, God established, the first human relationship God established. Marriage is also um, the relationship that God uses, I believe he uses it the most, 
to describe his relationship with us. So marriage is important. Marriage is exclusive. Marriage is sacred, right? Now, obviously, because we don't have unlimited time, uh, uh, I can't deep dive into all that. But if I had time, I could just park here and just talk about the significance and sanctification of marriage. Sanctification means set apart, right? But let me read it again. So marriage is a sacred relationship between a man and a woman. Now, um, this issue of, like I said, I tried to be succinct and all-inclusive, right? So the, the, the definition I'm giving you is very specific. Because it's very specific, it does not include what we call same-sex marriage. Same-sex marriage is not a real thing. It's an oxymoron. It's like a married bachelor. Like, you can't be both. You can't have two people same-sex and be married because by definition, marriage is between a man and a woman. By whose definition? The creator of it. Now, you can call it what you want, but that ain't what it is. And that's not something I'm going to debate, right? I'm not trying to cause problems and trouble, right? Um, the, the, the Bible is clear that marriage is between a man and a woman. And this day and age, I got to be even more specific. A man born as a man and a woman born as a woman. All right. So are you saying uh, that the concept of same sex marriage is not marriage? That that is what I just said. Absolutely. Right. It's exactly what I said. But also. I, I didn't write the Bible. Right. God had already established what a husband. And a wife what both of those are long before I got here. I'm just saying what he already said. So sacred relationship between a husband and wife who are connected emotionally, spiritually, and sexually. Right? That's, that's, that's how to connect. That's marriage. So if we got the definition of success, got the definition of marriage, put them them together. Uh, when, when I say put, the, put them together, I don't mean like um, the words, but the two concepts, and then we come up with the definition of a successful marriage. Okay? Now, again, uh, this is based on marriage being God's idea, and you not believing that marriage is God's idea will not prevent you from experiencing the negative consequences that come along with doing it differently than he intended. Okay? All right. So the definition of a successful marriage is this, a marriage where the husband and wife are becoming, doing, and having. Becoming and doing, having what? That don't even make sense. Becoming who God created them to be. Doing what God has set for them to do so that they can have what God said they would have. Now, in uh, Genesis 1.28, it's kind of where I get that from, right? Uh, God told them to be fruitful and multiply and have dominion, right? When you read that, I'm, I'm paraphrasing and cutting it down. Be fruitful, multiply, have dominion. I apply this to marriage because um, it is a way to be successful in marriage, right? In marriage, you need to be fruitful. When it when I say be fruitful, what do I mean be, what, what does marriage fruit look like? First of all, let me tell you this. Because um, I think this is important. Fruit, when you think about fruit, uh, fruit is a, 
a, an organism with its seed within itself so that it can reproduce after its own kind, right? That's what, that's what, that's what fruit is. And so when we talk about marriage, what is, how do I be fruitful in my marriage? You produce fruit. What are, what are the fruit of marriage? What, you didn't know that, you didn't know that was fruit of marriage. I understand. It's, it's okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Go. Cool. Okay. So uh, what are the fruit of marriage? Here's what they are. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You just read, you just quoted, all you did was say the fruit of the spirit. Well, remember, marriage is God's idea. The fruit of the spirit are about relationship. There is no more important relationship than marriage. Therefore, if you're going to be fruitful in marriage, this is the fruit you need to produce. And then after you become fruitful, that's B. That's be a fruitful, be a fruitful husband, be a fruitful wife. How do you do that? By planting your seeds, your fruit seeds in your spouse and letting them flourish. Plant love and let that love blossom into a love tree. Plant gentleness and let that gentleness blossom into a gentleness tree. Right? You want the fruit that you plant to blossom because you're the one that's going to eat the fruit of the plant and vice versa. So you guys do that for each other. Once you, once you become fruitful, then you need to multiply. That's the doing part. You can't be multiplied. You do multiply, right? So you multiply it by continuing to plant because when you plant a seed, you're always going to get back more than what you plant. That's just the nature of harvest. I plant a seed, I get a tree with a ton of apples with a ton of seeds. In the same way, when you plant love, you get back a, a love tree with love fruit that's way more than what you planted. So be fruitful, do multiply, and then have dominion. Dominion, what I mean by dominion? By dominion, I don't mean dominating one another, right? Uh, dominion is about authority. You will have the authority in your marriage. Both of you will have the authority in your marriage to make it great. See, the authority over your marriage and your mind and your world or whatever was given up in the garden by Adam and Eve when they, when they sinned. But what, G, what, what God did through Jesus on the cross restored the authority to us. So now that we're not slaves of sin, right? Now you can have authority over your marriage and you can have a great marriage because uh, you, because the enemy does not have the authority over you that he once had, right? Just to make it plain, I'm not trying to be deep, is when you are fruitful and you multiply that fruit, dominion is pretty much a guarantee. Now, yes, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, violating the text for all you Bible scholars out there that are listening to me. I'm not saying that Genesis 
128 is specifically about marriage. When he said, be fruitful and multiply, uh, specifically, I believe he was talking about children, but I also believe he meant in everything because the rest of the rest of scripture supports us growing and multiplying. Right. So I'm applying this to marriage. I'm not saying that, you know, that am I making sense? I hope so, because y'all can't answer me back. But, you know, it's out there now. Listen, when I do marriage God's way, I can have dominion over my marriage. If you can grasp this concept. It can radically change your experience on the planet, because when you are fruitful and you plant that fruit in whatever area. So like in your business, what's the fruit of business? It's not the love, joy, peace, right? Whatever. But I'm saying whatever, whoever you need to be to produce the fruit that you need to produce, when you do that and it's in line with God's will, God then makes you the king or queen, but the king over a domain that is your then kingdom, right? The king's domain. It's where you rule and reign. A lot of you cannot rule and reign in your marriage because you are trying to rule your partner. God didn't design us to rule each other like that. Okay. Yeah, no, that was, that was never God's design. So um, when you follow these, you know, be, do, have, be fruitful, do multiply, have dominion. That's what I call a successful marriage. Yeah. But if you're stuck at the beginning where you don't even believe that marriage is God's idea, you're going to suffer. See, knowing that marriage is God's idea, it gives you insight on where to go to find out why it's not working when it's not working. When you when you understand that marriage is God's idea, you have an advocate when you feel like you're about to lose your mind. See, let me let me just talk about my marriage for a little bit. In my marriage, uh, before my wife grew to where she is, and after I grew, right? Because that was a point when I was immature, but I grew and then my wife grew. But in that, that space in between. Because I understood that marriage was God's idea, it finally clicked. It finally dawned on me to stop fighting against her and take it to God. When I took my problems with my wife to my God, my problems began to get smaller. My God began to get bigger and some things began to change. Not everything. Some things began to change in my wife. But most of the change happened in me. I prayed about her, but God changed me, right? And now, you know, where now we're both growing, uh, I still go to God sometimes. You know why? Because I'm still flawed. I still have selfish ambition sometimes. And sometimes I want things to go my way. But I've learned instead of putting that on my wife, I take it to God. Lord, this is what I want. Why can't I have this? And I can vent to him and he'll listen. And then he can give me a word of wisdom to make me calm down, get back in the marriage and do what I'm supposed to do because I was walking in pride anyway. See, when, when you don't have, when you don't have, um, I, I have some products in my office. 
stuff you order on Amazon and stuff. I have some products in my office that don't work anymore. Like for like I, I'm looking at this this monitor stand I have. I paid I, I paid some decent money for this monitor stand, um, and I'm past the time where I can return it. I wish I could just call the manufacturer or email them or something so they could tell me how to fix it. But guess what? I don't know who the manufacturer is. Like it has no, it may have come from, may have come from China or somewhere because like, it's just, it don't have a name brand on it. It don't, it just functions. Right. So it's not working the way that I want, but I have no one to take it to because I don't know who the manufacturer is because I want to take it to the manufacturer. When you're married and you don't know who the manufacturer or who, who are you going to take your marriage to to fix it? Who are you going to take your marriage to to get advice? Now, if you come to me, I'm going to point you to God, the only manufacturer of marriage that I know. But who you, who you going to go to? My point is this. You need, if you're going to have a successful marriage, you 1,000% need to grasp the reality that marriage is God's idea. And that means it is going to work the way he designed it to work or not. Meaning, when I say or not, meaning if you don't do it that way, it's not going to work. Now, you can call something working if you want to. Like, like because my monitor hasn't fallen on the ground, I could say this, this monitor stand is working, but really it ain't. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not really working. I just don't know what else to do other than to buy another monitor stand. Meaning, divorce this monitor stand and get another one. But if I do that, I'm going to make sure I get one who I know the manufacturer is because I want to take stuff back to the person who made it. Like, it's some things... Like, you know, you, you ride down the street, they still have TV shops. You got a TV. Maybe there was a time when anybody could work on your TV. But now, as much as I pay for my TVs, I'm going to take it to the manufacturer. My iPhone, if if something went wrong with my iPhone other than the screen, I'm not taking it to one of these little random shops. I'm taking it to Apple. I know I'm going to pay more, but I'm guaranteed, I'm more guaranteed that it's going to be right in the same way. When your marriage goes sideways, you want to know who the manufacturer is. Develop a relationship with him so you can take it to him and say, hey, can you fix this for me? Because this, this is not working. Hope this was helpful for you guys. And I'm trying to think. Um, oh, let me say this before I end. If you want to join the email list, to um, get these 30 days of, of things that I'm telling people to, to uh, have a successful marriage, uh, there's a link in the description that'll take you to my website where you can sign up for the emails and you can get the daily, uh, the daily email about the 30 things. All right. If you watch me on YouTube, I hope you're already a subscriber. If not, why not become one? Go ahead. Do that. Okay. Anyway. Hey, listen, you guys take care. Make sure you stay connected and I'll talk to you next time.